from the land of adventure and diversity. These are the stories of extraordinary Africans, only on Faces of Africa. The most interesting part of my job is that there's no routine. You wake up to a new challenge every day. We go through a very, very vigorous training. It's four o'clock in the morning, deep in the Kenyan bush. Men and women with a mission are preparing for another grueling day. This is not the army or the police, but a team of paramilitary officers who've dedicated their careers to a global cause. The day starts with a morning run, 90 minutes in pitch darkness. They're training for action at any time of the day or night. A three-month stint at this training school is not for the faint-hearted. Deliberately deprived of sleep, these officers are under scrutiny for 18 hours a day. And with good cause, they're up against a ruthless enemy. The Kenya Wildlife Service Law Enforcement Academy is where game rangers come to learn about preserving wildlife. But this is a war, a war against heavily armed poachers who work for criminal gangs around the world. Ivory and rhino horn are worth millions of dollars to those looking for ornaments and aphrodisiacs. And Kenya's wildlife will be destroyed if nothing is done to stop them. This academy is very important to KWS. We have units which are, are, are mandated to look after wildlife. That is for their protection, their security, everything. And uh, in their, 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 their course of their duties, they encounter bandits who are harmed. So they, they, they are supposed to be having relevant skills which they can use to combat that uh, bandit. <laughs> It's a tough place to be, and it's good for everyone who comes here as a soldier. 
uh, with the mission of conservation, you have to be trained tough so that you may be able to follow the, the bandits on long distance walking around the bush and uh, the academic that we get here is super and it's enough for everyone who comes here as a ranger. It is a very vigorous training whereby you are being changed from uh, being a civilian to a ranger. And uh, the challenging part is uh, waking up very early in the morning, of course, um, uh, after doing a very, very difficult exercises during the day. You sleep for about uh, three hours only. You wake up at uh, three in the morning, you sleep at midnight. So. Those are some of the challenges that uh, we do face as uh, trainees. The academy is located deep in the bush, off the main road between Nairobi and Mombasa. From the moment they arrive, trainees are cut off from the comforts of daily life. Let me confirm the list of those who have reported. Caro? Caro? Sir? Hiding Golo? Jonathan Malibe? Derito? Yes. Esther? Sir. Ekirapa? Mekuja? Sama? Sir! Sir! Bakata? Sir! Rashid? Sir! Golo? Sir! Malibe? So from here, after we have inspected your bags, you have to go and report on top of that hill. Look look up up there. That is where we believe the, the grandfather of KWS was buried. So it's a routine, it's a tradition. Whoever who comes to this school, Irrespective whether you are a recruit or any other rank, you have to go up there and say hi to the show show and come back here, okay? Yes, sir. So on your feet, move! Move, 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 move! Move! Everything at the camp is regimented. Even queuing for the midday meal is undertaken with military precision. It's uh, almost army-like, only that uh, our mission is protecting the wildlife and conservation. When God created animals, it was like a command for us, the human, to protect the wildlife. I have two children and one wife who are very supportive to me. They like what I do and uh, they support me fully, 100%. I love the job. I can say I'm uh, one of the lucky guys. What we are doing is uh, exactly what God created man to do. Once you have achieved the correct sight picture, the, another most important thing that 
makes your rounds to count is trigger operation. Using the tip of your finger, continuously squeeze your trigger without anticipating the round until the round goes off. So do not pull your trigger like this. Most of the students, they pull their triggers and therefore the rounds will go where you don't intend them to go. Combat skills which we teach here are basically based on uh, field craft and minor tactics whereby we teach about uh, patrols, we teach about uh, combat, armed combat that is. We have uh, also endurance skills whereby we, 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 we take our trainees through uh, very vigorous fitness training. Uh, we have uh, also navigation skills, which are very important when incorporated with uh, the, the field craft and minor tactics. Then the weapon handling skills, they are very important. Tuck your weapon so that you have a firm grip and you can see the magazine well. Sometimes when you are on fire, the adrenaline is so high, there is rush, people are making noise, some are screaming. So even without looking at it naturally, the magazine will come to the well. But when you are not having a grip of your weapon, then it will be playing around. You miss it, you miss it. That's wrong. So let your pack your weapon. Have a firm grip of your weapon. Remove magazine, load, and then you charge. Every every second counts in war. Let them hang. Now there is a there is a mistake there because people are not having controls of their weapons. The field craft training is not a joke because the field craft training is all about me and my life. That if I do what I've been taught, I'll be able to live. If I will not do what I've been taught, then my life will be at risk. A ranger's job is not an ordinary job. It's not like uh, a job that can be performed by everybody. You have to have a calling from inside you to perform these duties. Because these duties are very, very, very strenuous duties, especially with the female rangers. We have to undergo what the men undergoes in the execution of the duties. So we will demonstrate a, a near ambush, a close ambush. Is that clear? I'm about the jubilee age, but uh, the training is tough, but I feel nice because I am with young guys, I'm trying to compete with them, and I know some of them are the age of my sons. I, I feel good to have that opportunity to compete with them. So to me it's tough, but I like it very much. It keeps me younger, in fact, and it keeps me on my toes. <laughs>
and I think uh, maybe after retirement, I'll also maybe venture into some of those activities. Perhaps I would like to be an honorary warden after I've retired, so I can continue with the work. From the land of adventure and diversity come tales of survival, success and ingenuity. These are the stories of extraordinary Africans, only on Faces of Africa. That arm is used to shake the thumb of the choking finger, of the choking hand. Sometimes it just isn't practical to use weapons, so rangers are also taught the brutal intricacies of unarmed combat. Take him down, lock him. If a knee in a compressed chest, he can't do it. This is an unarmed combat class. It's um, uh, to equip the rangers with the skills they can they can apply in the field, where maybe their their rifles are not functional. They have jammed or. Uh, they've run out of ammunition, or in some cases you find that the use of firearm is not allowed by, by, by law. So the idea is, is pressure control. If you want, the way I'm saying is, just cut blood supply to the brain. Angalia upper, you'll see the valves start doing what? Showing, yes? This one is, it's a standard uh, practice throughout the world. All, all, all military uh, personnel and uh, paramilitary personnel need these skills because at one point you may come into, into such a situation where the use of these skills is necessary. Another skill that the rangers learn is the art of tracking following the footprints of a bandit who may be several hours walk ahead. Naturally, when somebody is moving forward, the, the heel is the one that steps on the ground first. So the pressure is on the heel. So that one can help you to tell you whether this person is moving forward or is moving backward. But when somebody is moving backward, the, the toes are the ones that exert pressure to the ground. There's too, too little pressure on the heel. As you can see, the pressure is on the toes. And again, there is some soil that he scoops as he moves forward. So that one can tell you that somebody is moving on a backward direction. That one happens mostly when they are crossing roads and open areas to try and deceive you. When you are, you are tracking, you need to be aware of the number of people you are tracking, the type of weapon they have, so that you can prepare your soldiers psychologically. This is a typical exercise. Part of the team has already gone ahead to simulate the tracks of poachers in the bush. The students are now following them with all the discipline needed for a life or death encounter. It's just a matter of who sees the other fast. If they see me fast, they will eliminate me. But if I see them fast, I'll eliminate, I'll eliminate them fast. Most of these trainees have actually grown up in the bush. So this is a skill that they've had since childhood. Majority of them are they are from uh, these uh, Normans. They are used to staying in the bush for a very long time, and they have excellent tracking skills. Once they are improved, on they become very good.
A highly trained tracker can follow a gang of bandits who may be several kilometers ahead. The process of finding them can take several days and nights in the bush, with no food or water. The only thing that's not authentic about this exercise is the end. Class, how was the tracking exercise? How did you find it? Difficult, easy? The, the technique that we've been taught by, by our instructor, that is placing yourself, uh, placing the track between yourself and the sun, has really helped us to find the track easily, sir. We shall continue building on from where we left. Uh, we always uh, have to add on our new skills, but remember every time you're tracking, as I told you earlier, officer safety first. You guys, you need to go back home and see your kids and see your families. So there's no reason for you whatsoever to relax on your duty, okay? Yes, sir. Okay, good job. Clap for yourself. That's a nice operation. We'll continue building from there. Thank you. In the bush, we have some uh, uh, trees, and not all trees are uh, youthful human consumption. So for a, uh, an officer to identify this as a good uh, for human consumption, uh, we have some specialities on now. When you cut this leaf and it cannot produce any milk, it is likely to be good for human consumption. When you chew the leaf and put under the tongue, if there is no reaction, it means that uh, it is good for human consumption. When you swallow a bit, you wait, if it, not, if, if it will not react in the stomach, it is good for consumption. Also, we have some uh, uh, fruits, like this one. We do normally survive on it. We chew it to sustain our lives. The camp itself has no boundary fence, so game can walk freely among the buildings. Elephants in particular come to drink at the camp perimeter. Okay, just turn slightly left after this tree. Move down here. You have to follow this. Yeah, they are here, so you move slowly, not to interrupt. Whereabouts are Right now the elephants are here most likely for water you know it, over lunch time it's hot so they, they, they come here normally to cool themselves draw the water from this pond they come here take the water spill on splash on the, their bodies to cool their temperatures just move behind slide. poachers at times they manage to kill 10 or 11 elephants at a go you know after they've here had a gunshot all of them will stand like this and then it will provide easy accessibility for the poachers to target even 10 of them. From Mombasa, there's a port, and also the airport is also there. Once an elephant has been poached, the tusks can easily find themselves to the main road 
they get transported. And you know poachers, it's like they can easily predict the position where the elephant is depending on the weather, especially during the rainy season. That's when poaching is high. Poaching is a serious problem over here in Kenya and also not even in Kenya only, the whole of Africa. You know, like a country like Somalia, right now they don't have any elephant. It has been poached to extinction in Somalia. So poachers are still moving downwards. They are coming to Kenya. In South Africa, it's the same problem experience. Zambia, I think they have the same problem. So if at all the poaching issue is not addressed, in the next 10 years or 20, we'll list elephant and extinct species like the dinosaur. So something has to be done. Some wildlife like rhino, we have to keep on monitoring them. Like we have to walk long distances for a long period of time from maybe morning to evening you're walking in the bush monitoring these animals. So sometimes it becomes very strenuous and uh, involving. When I got this job and uh, I had to explain to my mother, she was very negative about it. Because after asking so many people what it entailed, she was told that it is so much of bushwork, very hard work, which she felt that her daughter could not execute, and she kind of was not very comfortable with it. Until after some time when she, now I would uh, explain to her that the work is enjoyable and I'm finding it fun, so she adapted and now she loves what I do. What I do is what I love doing. I am not forced to do it. But you see, sometimes people differ. There are those who come with the attitude of this is a woman. She cannot be able to, to do what we are doing. Let her be removed and be taken to uh, another department. But if I love what I'm doing, I feel that uh, no one should push me out of what I love doing. the most surprising of all the rangers' skills is that so many are proficient musicians. It may seem quite irrelevant to their work in the bush, but the resident band is taken very seriously. Actually, the band is a, a useful tool for a community awareness. For instance, the band is used to communicate First of all, by pulling the crowds, and then the message is sent to the people. So it's actually integral, and uh, that is to the outside one. But within the service, the band is useful in uh, conducting ceremonial, uh, uh, ceremonial services. For instance, passing out parade, and events that require parades. It actually assists in projecting a good image. When we are out there, sharing the, his, the story of conservation with the world, performing our music. People easily identify with the organization. And also the troops and staff are proud to be associated with the band since the band is always in the limelight. So the band performs music that uh, uh, lifts the morale of the personnel.
the pioneer director of music in the band. And I have seen the band grow like a baby. It was painstaking to grow the band members to what they are today. We have been involved in competition with other bands and we have scooped prices. I am passionate about music. It is my life. I enjoy doing music. And so doing music in a, military, uh, in a paramilitary organization is a passion to me and I enjoy it. These are the guardians of Kenya's wild. Not the best equipped army in the world, but surely one of the most dedicated. I think we are, we are, we are fighting a, a winning battle. Though the, the area of occupation of wildlife is uh, going down, but we are assured of having uh, wildlife forever. I don't see poachers overwhelming us, because uh, we've also be, become sophisticated. Once they change their mode of uh, tax and also in our side, we do the same. Because uh, we want to supersede them. We want to safeguard our flora and fauna. And uh, we are there to defeat them. For each of these officers, saving Kenya's wildlife is not a job, but a personal mission. Today, as I, as I do, as I work, I have one thing in my mind, that I want to preserve the last living animal in the world, all in Kenya, for the, for the future and for the posterity of this country.